0: We are called again to be a people of the resurrection. And so it is more of a worldview yeah. than it is a feeling. Mm. So it's not a choice. Like we can't choose joy. We can't make ourselves feel joy. Yes. But we can choose and make a conscious decision to say, no, I am going to look for the good. Mm. I am going to look at this through the eyes of a faith that believes in resurrection and new life and the goodness and mercy of God.
1: Yes. So maybe a better word would be to Participate in
0: the joy, or to be open to joy. Alleluia. Alleluia. Wait, what? Oh, yes. And welcome (laughs) to Beyond Sunday.
1: This podcast is for parents like us who are striving to weave that Sunday and Easter season experience into the everyday moments of our week.
0: I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host, put down the chocolate bunny, or just eat it. And come join us as we talk, laugh, and sometimes cry about our experience raising Catholic families and just finding God in our everyday moment. Easter is almost here. So close. Almost here. So close. You said the A word before we're entirely there, I mean, officially, it will be Easter on Sunday. Fair enough. But hopefully. It feels super close. It it is very close. Yeah, The A word. The (laughs) A word. (laughs) the lenten a word we're not allowed <laughs> that to say one not the buried. other a word <laughs> that one we, mar- we buried that's right yes and mm-hmm. now we're gonna unbury oh man are you ready i am
1: well, are the easter baskets ready to go
0: no mm. i still have a couple days right Okay. That's just more to clean up. I I stopped doing it a few years ago, too, and Um, I really feel like it was the best decision ever. Honestly, we've stopped doing Easter baskets all together. Like, we do a little Easter gift, mm -hmm. but my mother in law goes nuts with their Easter baskets, Uh and so we feel like we don't need to add to that. Like, we get enough out of that. Totally. That we do a small gift Mm, at Easter. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We drag them to church. Isn't that gifted? I mean, we go to church. (laughs) no 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 we just we just do a gift but speaking of Easter baskets I've got some Easter trivia for you today would you like to would you like to take a a stab at these
1: yes but I have I have very low expectations of how I will
0: perform at this trivia very (laughs) good Tim actually when I was going through the questions at home um, with him I had one answer down he's like that cannot be right that is not right he's like Cross check your sources and when I did, he was right, I was <gasps> wrong. So I'm like, oh look at oh, that. Tim is the trivia master. Apparently. Okay. Alright. Okay. So, ready? Uh yes. Here we go. Three, two, one question. Dun 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 <laughs> about how many chocolate bunnies are produced each year. Mmm. I feel like it's gotta be in the billions, like eight billion. 90 million. That's 90 million? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I thought it would be higher than that. <laughs> so anyway, one reason that we do love our Easter baskets is the thrill that they provide. They're fun and they fill our little people and sometimes the grown ones too with so much joy and, and candy, but also joy, lots of joy. We are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song now that we can say that A word again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So living in the resurrection, this is, if we haven't guessed, that is what we're going to talk about today. Mm. So what does it mean to live in the resurrection? Like how has Lent changed us to better embrace the joy and new life of Easter? You know, sometimes I hear people say things like, choose joy. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: you can like turn on a light switch and like, poof,
0: I'm joyful. Right. Right. But I just think don't be sad.
1: it's really about understanding and accepting that joy and happiness are not the same thing.
0: Absolutely. Joy is the fruit of the spirit. Yes. Right. It's not a perpetual good mood or just throwing on the rose colored glasses. Yeah. And and I
1: think we have to be open to the idea that we can definitely have one and not the other. Um, and also like how we can convince ourselves that what makes us happy, like, mm. you know, material goods, mm-hmm chocolate easter bunnies um <laughs> is what's going to bring us joy and then we're disappointed when it actually does it and mm-hmm. i think that's actually the source of a lot of holiday letdown too yeah. like we convince ourselves that if i just have this one thing or gain this one thing that i will be happy and i will experience joy and like how important it is that we distinguish between the two of those right
0: or that we build up our expectations of what it is that joy would look like and, mm. and feel like and we get trapped in the emotion of it yes rather than the actual motion of of joy which um you know absolutely it isn't a switch but i do feel like it is a muscle like it is a muscle oh yes to want I'm a little bit of an your. Yes, you need you know, to practice that right? so that you just reflexively are
1: able to yeah, distinguish. Between... It is a choice how we view the world. Yes.
0: And so I can sometimes get into a habit of fatalistic thinking and looking at only the bad things and expecting the worst. What? You? What? No. I know, right? <laughs> However, <laughs> we are called again to be a people of the resurrection. And so it is more of a worldview than it is a feeling. Mm. So it's not a choice. like We can't choose joy. We can't make ourselves feel joy, Yes, but we can choose and make a conscious decision to say, no, I am going to look for the good. Mm. I am going to look at this through the eyes of a faith that believes in resurrection and new life and the goodness and mercy of God.
1: Yes. So maybe a better word would be to participate. In the joy Or to be open to joy Oh yes Yes To be be open to it To allow it Yeah I think um, I I already mentioned that I do think this is definitely The source of a lot of Mm Post-holiday letdown Which you all Have probably experienced Especially after Christmas But I think even after Easter This will happen too And really any big holiday Where we put a lot of time And effort into preparing Some Mm -hmm. type of celebration And then when it's all over We're kind of like Oh
0: Mm. Okay That's
1: over That's over Time to Now we got to clean decorations and clean everything up. (laughs) Um, And if you've ever had a a child come to you after like their birthday or something and say, oh, I didn't get that thing I wanted. Or my favorite is like, they're literally
0: buried in toys and wrapping paper and they're like, there's nothing to do. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Nope. We're we're not going to go down that road because we're going to get into, you know, not joyful thinking. (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: so I, I think one thing that's really helpful in, in helping our kids understand and kind of distinguish between joy and happiness and like even just like pleasurable experiences is helping them name what they're grateful to have, what mm-hmm. they're grateful to receive, and and really start to recognize that like the adrenaline rush we feel when we get something new, mm-hmm. um, or when we have a new experience, something is novel in our yeah. lives, um, is not the same as deep, lasting joy that can come from living in a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Those are two totally different experiences, right? And and the more we can get them to name that and recognize it, the easier it is for them in the future when they do experience a sense of sure. letdown to be like, okay. I do feel a little let down, but I know that that's just because my adrenaline has tapered off, not because I'm actually like a totally unhappy person.
0: Right. (laughs) Or to realize, you know, like that feelings aren't dictators. Mm. We feel and we're absolutely we should be feeling different things and allowing ourselves to feel things. But feelings also aren't necessarily truth. Yes. They're not the truth of the bigger picture. So in this moment. I feel let down yeah but that doesn't mean that i'm not joyful about my life like my life is still good even if this moment stinks yes my life is still good yes we i actually just had
1: this kind of conversation with um one of my kids he's 11 and um we were getting like wrapping up the end of midwinter break Mm. and um it like it was a very busy midwinter break right Mm -hmm. like one of the kids had a sleepover with a friend um, one of them had a sleepover with a cousin. We took like eight kids to the bowling alley <laughs> during the midwinter oh break. <laughs> just I'm to exhausted, like do just something fun. So I mean, but, but we were just you know we were, we were doing fun things, trying sure. to kind of like keep them busy and and keep them engaged. And um, it was toward the end of midwinter break, and he was sitting on the couch and he was just like moping. You know the mope. Oh, I do. And I was like, what's wrong, dude? You the know. Sigh. And, yeah. And I was like, what's wrong? And he he's like, I don't know. I don't have any friends here. Oh my and gosh. I'm bored and i don't have anything to do and and you know this brother got to have a sleepover and this sister got to go to the mall and mm-hmm. i didn't get to do either of those things and now this brother is riding his bike and i you know like just oh like oh my com- gosh co- like yeah uh, comparison right comparison is the thief of joy theory. i was just thinking and that, so yeah. he was just really like mope- and i was like dude You went to the bowling alley. You had two friends come to the bowling alley with you. You've been doing nothing but like eating junk food and hanging out with all these people who've been in and out of our house. I'm like, I get that you might be feeling a little down right now, but I don't think the feeling you're having means that like, you know, you're, you're, you've fallen into deep despair. Like, I I think what's probably happening is, you know, all the excitement is winding down. And you're noticing a difference in how excited you were when we were right in the middle of those right. things. It's an emotional crash. Yeah. I said, but but don't make it sound like you don't get anything ever no. or you don't have anything to be grateful for. Like, right. let's let's think about this a different way. Yeah. And he was really um, receptive to that, number okay. one, which I was grateful for because yeah. I was kind of afraid he was going to be like, mom, I don't care. I feel good. Right? Because, <laughs> you know, tweens, like, oh, you just don't I know do. which right. way right. it's to go. Whatever, mom. But it, it went in a positive route. And I was like, well, let, let's brainstorm what's something we could do to lift your spirits a little bit something to kind of like increase the adrenaline just enough for you to kind of pull yourself out of this and he was like well you know a couple weeks ago when this happened you made me go for a walk with you and then I felt really I was like okay Mm -hmm. you want to go for a walk and he he was like no it's fine so I think I ended up doing something else and then a few minutes later I looked up and he was gone and um, I was like where did he go and one of the other kids was like oh he went to ride his bike around the block and of course as soon as he got off his bike he felt awesome. Well oh, right. Because you know he went And in the that fresh option air is and, always there. So yes. what if so
0: and so is playing outside? Okay, well then go play outside. Like, right. <laughs> you also have that option. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But he needed someone to name that for him. Oh like, sure. And our kids do need that kind mm-hmm. of help in learning how to how to recognize what's going on in them. They don't always appreciate the help. So that's that's fun. It is sometimes just like spinning the wheel and see what you get. But they do. They need that help. And I was actually very much thinking of that whole idea that comparison is the thief of joy. And especially for us as adults to have our eyes on what other people are doing. We forget what God is doing in our own lives. Oh, my and gosh. what God has
1: given us. That could be like a whole separate episode about how we as adults let comparison mm-hmm. steal
0: any opportunity for joy. Right. <laughs> right. And when we're so focused on what we don't have, we forget what we do. Yes. And that's such a great lesson for our children, too. And I know we have this conversation at our house all the time because it's always a constant, I want, I want, I want, I want. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how about I have? Yes. What do you have that you're already grateful for? Because I know you don't need another toy because I have stepped on, like, five in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> right? right? Like, I know you don't need another art supply because I just picked up 20 of them from the floor. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Let's not just like the flash in the pan is is one of my like biggest triggers. Like I'll play with it for five minutes and then I'm done and I need something new. Yeah, and I feel like that is sometimes us in the spiritual life too.
1: Oh, amen. Right, like amen. Like we go on a kick,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we make a New Year's resolution.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> taking it right back to the beginning. <laughs> but part part of finding joy is sticking with something. Like we take like if we take a look at our marriages, it's not always. Fun. Right. We love that person, but it takes work. Yeah. And we stick through those moments that are hard to enter back into the bliss of what it is to be married and to yeah. have that person. And how much more so with, with God. Yes. Yes. And we definitely
1: can start laying those foundations early with, with our littles, mm-hmm. you know, talking, having conversations about things that we're grateful for yeah. and really building on the idea of gratitude from the beginning is is just key in that. Um, One of the things that my kids love doing is going around the dinner table or evening prayer and saying something that they're really grateful for. You know, what was your Mm -hmm. high today? What was something that was really wonderful that you really appreciated? And then during important liturgical seasons like Advent and Lent, we also do an exercise where we will... Look at each member of the family mm-hmm. and say something that we're grateful for about that individual. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, just really speaking love yeah. into the person and being grateful for having those relationships with each other.
0: And what do you do with the smart aleck responses <laughs> from the children?
1: <laughs> we try to preemptively say that we're going to use kind words, but
0: you know how that right comes. I do. I usually, kind of like them. Yeah, and usually right. the other one will laugh too. Oh no, absolutely! But they, they're all clowns. Yeah,
1: but yeah. but I think that's a really. A really important habit it's a muscle right it is, to right. build to always be trying as best we can to mm-hmm. be in a state of gratitude for small things um helps us to kind of push away that negative letdown experience of oh i'm not happy right in this moment so now i'm in despair yeah but <laughs> like, it
0: reminds me of, of philippians 4 right like the whatever is true whatever is good whatever is worthy think on these things yes so it's training our minds and our hearts and our spirits to gravitate toward the good yes and certainly to feel the things that are not great we're not telling anybody that those that those feelings shouldn't be there right and for that purpose again I'm a little bit of of a fatalistic thinker and and I can I can get down oh really I I don't think you ever mentioned that before maybe twice this episode already Uh, (laughs) But like one year I just started doing, it wasn't only a gratitude journal because I think those things do like the, the cup of joy and the cup of sorrow commingle, right? That is that is the story of the cross. They're both there. Yes. And so on one part of the journal, I would list three things that I was grateful for that day. And it would start with gratitude. We started with gratitude. Where was God present? How had he blessed me? What was I grateful for? Mm. But then there was that moment of petition like, what is it I'm really seeking? What is it I'm longing for? Where am I hurting? And where mm. do I need God to enter into that? Yes. And so even speaking that into our children to be like, I don't think you're unhappy, but I think there is something that you are seeking. What is it deeper that you are seeking that makes you unable to see what you have? Yes. And we were just talking about this with my oldest, too, because she's constantly seeking, seeking, seeking. Yes. Right. I'm like, what is it that feels inadequate in your life? Yes. Amen. What is it you're not able to see that you are surrounded by Amen. friends, family, love, food? Clothing, like whatever it is that you need, you get. Mm. So where is the disconnect and how can we speak into that Mm. so that you can begin to live out of this place of abundance? And this was the other thing that somebody had said a few years ago that really, really convicted me. We tend to get into this mindset of scarcity, Mm. that there is not enough to go around when God is a God of abundance. And when we begin to live out of that abundance and believe that he has joy for us, he has goodness for us, even in our suffering, even in our sorrow, even in our grief, even in those moments that are hard. And maybe we don't quite have enough, but in God, somehow there will be enough. And we come from that mindset of abundance, that that is a transformative experience. Yes. Not just for our spiritual life, but just life in general.
1: And, and that really kind of draws back to my other thought about this, which is that Jesus is a perfect model mm. for joy, you know, that he... He he died, right? He he his death he was something he did with joy. It's something he did out of love. Mm-hmm. I mean, he cries out, yes, right. He yeah. he begs the Lord, Take this cup from me. But but helping our children grow to understand that there's joy in the cross mm. um is one of the best ways to prepare them to embrace the experience of sacrificial love in the right. future. Which which is what we're all called to. We're right. all called to sacrificial love. We've definitely talked about that before. Yeah. <laughs> um and and I really love what you said about how important it is that they that they realize that it's okay to have feelings Mm -hmm. it's okay to feel something but it's not okay to just like be operating out of fear that there's
0: never going to be enough or that we're going to somehow run out right or that we're not worthy to ever feel good yeah you know god wants us to be joyful it's a fruit of the spirit he wants us to experience the fruits Mm -hmm. of the spirit and so he wants joy for us yes And if we need some help getting there, and again, this is one of those things where sometimes mental health plays into our inability to see the joy. And if we need to get help, then there is no shame in doing that or recognizing that maybe our children need somebody other than us to talk to Mm -hmm. because they're struggling with something that we aren't equipped to help them with, especially as they get older. But that idea of sacrificial love being a joyful gift is such a beautiful witness to our children that the sacrifices we make are not burdens on us but they are a joyful gift of self that we give to one another. I think it was is it Saint Mother Teresa that said, you know, we wash the dish not because it's dirty, but because we love the person who will use it mm-hmm. next. Mhm. I can't tell you how many times I pick something up or right. wash something think like, I love my I kids. Love them. <laughs> Can <laughs> they maybe actually hit the laundry basket <laughs> with the dirty clothes next time though, no right? <laughs> But we can do it with with love because of the joy that it brings the person to have the sweatshirt clean that they really wanted to wear or to be able to eat on their plate a food they really enjoy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My my older ones really have embraced this idea and they are starting to see it in the world around them and in Mm. their friends. And actually just yesterday in the car, we were talking about one of the 13-year-old's friends who seems... Mm. um, pretty unhappy mm. you know if I can say unhappy you know pretty like just not pleasant to even be around sometimes because mm. they're just kind of in a funk
0: mm.
1: and um and I just said like you know what do you what do you think is bothering her and he's like he's like well you know we all know what's bothering all of us is that we're all looking for something but we don't want to acknowledge that what we're looking for oh. is Jesus like he he gets it he knew right he knew right away our hearts are restless until they rest right. in me he knew it um he said but I but I, but you know like on a on a less complicated right. level, I think um, she just feels uncomfortable in her situation and she doesn't realize that it's okay to be uncomfortable sometimes. Aww. And I just thought that was such a beautiful yeah. way of saying it. Um, and I was so grateful for, for him to share that with me because... That's definitely part of it, that we feel uncomfortable because we're bored right. or because something is, you know, the novelty has worn off or whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't, it didn't turn out exactly the way we wanted it to.
0: And, and, and our culture tells us it's wrong to be uncomfortable, that we should always be yeah. comforted. Yeah. And there is such a grace in being uncomfortable. There is growth <laughs> yes. that comes from discomfort. Right. Growing is uncomfortable. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> growth and change is uncomfortable. Right. It shouldn't be distressing right. all the right. time, right. Right. but it is uncomfortable. You know we should be comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. as, as people of faith if in our faith we are always comfortable we are not growing closer yes. to the cross or to jesus amen.
1: amen so
0: helping our kids to know discomfort is okay but that doesn't mean that we don't have joy that we're not happy yes that it all works together for the good of them and for the glory of god
1: yes yes i think that's a great way to uh To start out this first week of Easter, into the Easter season, you know, starting on Easter Sunday is a great time to come together as a family and think about something you're grateful for, Mm -hmm. something you appreciate, something that you... No, you couldn't have on your own right. right to be really grateful so um a gratitude journal or a chalkboard or somewhere in your home where you can share I feel like something visual even yes. would be beautiful just yes. to be like yeah this is something i i'm so grateful that i have mm-hmm. is a really great way to start thinking about joy as something much bigger than
0: just i'm happy in this moment mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> Thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We pray the joy of the resurrection fills your hearts and homes as we come together to celebrate Christ risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.